Hello and welcome to episode one of the Developing Strategy podcast. We anticipate that some of our listeners will be somewhat familiar with strategy, but if not, that's absolutely fine. Today we're going to be stripping it right back down to basics, but hopefully by the end you should come out with some knowledge of our six question framework that can help you design and create strategy. So Dad, do you want to talk a bit about the structure of today? Yeah, we're really going to get into three questions. One is, what is strategy? Because actually everyone has a a different definition. Um, Number two, why it's important. And we'll spend a little time on that. And it's just why it's important, not just as a generic thing, strategy, but also why it's important for our listeners to have some skill in strategy. And then we'll get to kind of the meat of it, which is what's our framework uh, for thinking through a strategy, which is six questions, which we're actually going to then uh, give an example of in the following bonus episode. Great. So let's talk about point one then, what, what strategy is. From my experience, that term is used quite loosely and yep. can come across as quite vague. Yep. So can you give me a very crystallised explanation, break it down for me in kind of one sentence? Yeah, well, it's two things. The goal of an organisation and the pathway it follows to achieve that goal. Um, So let me give a very quick example. Back in the early 2000s, Apple had the goal of entering the music business. They weren't necessarily clear on how to do that, uh, and eventually they found a pathway which involved a combination of the iTunes Store and the iPod. Okay. So that makes sense, and I guess Apple is a sort of a classic company you'd think of when you think of having a, a, a yep. strategy. Mm-hmm. Do small companies have a strategy? Is yeah. it just the reserve mm-hmm. of large multinationals? Or if you had a local baker, for instance, do they mm-hmm. have a strategy as well? Yeah, certainly they should have a strategy. Um, so, for example, they might have an aim, which is to complement a local supermarket who's just opened up rather than try and directly compete with them. And then they'd have to think through what the pathway is to being a complement. Perhaps it's to focus on fine patisserie. Perhaps it's to focus on home delivery. Perhaps it's to focus on having different opening hours. Um, that would depend on you know the particular position mm. and their choices. Okay, so we've established then that even small companies like a local bakery might have a strategy. On the flip side of that, do large companies just have one strategy or are there many strategies? And if so... Which one are we talking about specifically in this podcast? Uh, Any one company will have one strategy, but then the layers going down may each have their own strategy, which kind of nests into the overall one. So an example would be if you have a business, they might have an overall business strategy. um, And then each function, which is working within that business, like IT and HR and Mm. production, may have its own functional strategy, which will hopefully support the business strategy so you do get this nesting we'll be talking a lot about business strategy and a lot of our examples will be that level but we'll try and make sure we cover other strategies and when we say business strategy it could be that the business is a um, for example a charity which which can operate in a fairly competitive market for funds and selling its goods and so on so so we'll try and try to cover some other sectors other than just business but primarily at that business level Right, so we'll be talking about business strategy in most of mm-hmm. our examples, but actually yeah. the skills and the sort of framework we'll use are applicable to different aspects of that nested. Absolutely. The six questions framework is made to be general enough that you could use them for an IT department, mm-hmm. a charity, a, a business, or actually a corporation which has multiple businesses, um, which is its own topic, which we might cover some point in a different podcast series. Okay, perfect. 
Um, so to summarise, <clears throat> developing a strategy involves planning out what you should be doing, and it's the goal and the pathway. Mm-hmm. So does a strategy have to be different then to what you're already doing, or could your strategy just to be, let's just get better at delivering on what we're doing at the moment? Yeah, well, uh, it's possible that delivering on, you know, getting better at what you're doing will work. But basically, you have to assume that nothing else is changing around you and therefore and that you're doing a great job already. And all you need to do is get better and better at it. Okay, so let's can we think about that in terms of the baker? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, the baker might say, look, I'm doing great business. I just need to keep my staff. If anyone leaves, I need to employ somebody who's just as good at them. I need to keep my suppliers. I need to replace them with somebody who's just as good as them if they leave. And I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. But then supposing a Greg's opens up next door or this supermarket Mm. that we talked about, then it's no good just carrying on doing the same thing. You might just find you're being out-competed. You know, you can't understand why you aren't selling any more sausage rolls or something like that. So you're going to have to respond to that. And that's when businesses have to create strategies anew. And and often it is every few years rather than on an annual basis. Um, But when you do it, it has to be done well because it's going to define what you're going to do for the next few years and whether that that you will be successful or not. Okay, so so actually both are valid strategies. You could, your strategy could be to just kind of focus on what you're doing at the moment and yeah. continue to deliver on those goods, yeah. those are your pathways. So but actually, nothing's changing much. Sure, yeah. sure. But actually what we're going to focus on is more creating a new strategy and responding to change. Is that absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Okay, Yeah. great. So we're clear then that the strategy is the goal of an organisation and the, the pathway it takes to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And you said it can undergo review every couple of weeks or can, can happen occasionally. That kind of depends. Every couple of years, I think. Every couple of years, yeah. sorry. <clears throat> now, planning your strategy can clearly take up time and resources and you could put yeah. those towards your kind of day-to-day operations instead. Yeah. So how do you think about that trade-off? How do you justify right. having a well-designed strategy? What What is it that's so great about having that? Right. Okay. Well, I guess, first of all, you look at companies and you think about the big impact it made when they made big changes in strategy. And I think then that would justify spending time on it. So, for example, you know, we've already been the Apple's exa- Apple example. I think Steve Jobs was known as a great strategist. And um, as a result, Apple consolidated back actually when he arrived back um, but then really expanded into some great areas like initially iTunes the iPod and then of course the iPhone and those were really strategic moves that created the Apple of today and it's huge size it's huge value Uh, on the flip side if you get a bad strategy that doesn't work so um, Nokia who was a competitor with Apple really bombed out of the mobile phone business because they didn't think through what the strategy required was Mm. to get into smartphones. They were used to a different kind of world. And actually, the problem was you need a really good operating system for a smartphone, because like a mini computer. And theirs was outsourced to another partner. They didn't really have control over it. uh, And they just never got it right. By the time they got it right, it was a bit too late and Apple was way ahead. So they had a bad strategy and, and they failed to therefore succeed. Okay, so to tie that back to our definition of strategy earlier, both Nokia and Apple both had a goal, and they had the same goal, which was to enter the smartphone business, but Nokia's pathway to get there just didn't work out. They didn't have the capabilities for it. Is that broadly correct? Yeah, that's right. So is the real benefit of the strategy just having stepped back 
and step back and sort of refocus towards the attractive segments of a market? Yeah. Or is it just generally everyone's better aligned within the organization and everyone's singing off the same hymn sheet? Um, well, I think, I think a strategy is often going to do both. Um, it's going to make sure that you've got a good goal and a clear plan of how you achieve that pathway. But it also needs to be socialized and people need to buy in and be involved enough to buy in. And it needs to be explained and communicated to people as well. So um, both are important. Um, we'll be focusing really on making sure it's right up front. Because if you don't get it right, I think getting buy into a bad strategy isn't really a good idea. Yep. Um, but yes, absolutely. Um, okay. If we have time, we'll talk as much as we've got time on uh, how to implement effectively. Okay, great. So, got the what is strategy. Mm-hmm. Got the why it's important to have it. <clears throat> yep. Who who does strategy? Who's responsible for it? I mean, as a consultant myself, why can't you just hire consultants to come in every few years and, and redevelop the strategy. Who should do it? Great point. Well, yes, uh, I think if you look over time, um, it used to be that one would think of the leader of the organisation as coming up with a strategy in a small firm or something. Um, and basically your strategy was probably as good as your leader. And then, you know, organisations got bigger and they realised there's a bit of a science to management and we got a lot of strategy consultants and strategic planning departments and so on growing and trying to create strategy but then we found those strategies were rather sterile and not tied to the business so these days it's a skill that you really need some of your people at least some of your leadership team and some of the people in the organization to have because they're going to need to be involved to make that strategy a really good one now they might work with consultants or or a strategy group um, but I think Henry Mintzberg put it really well. He's quite a famous uh, management thinker. And he said, effective strategists are not people who abstract themselves from the daily detail, but who immerse themselves in it while being able to abstract the relevant messages from it. So he, mm. he really you know, wanted to go for these people who really understood the business well and um, make them the key strategists in the organisation. And it could be people who run a department because you need a departmental strategy and a larger company or people who have their own business or charity or a government department i mean even a team leader within an organization needs a strategy they they've got to set some goals and they've got to work out a pathway to achieve them so there's a lot of people who need to have some skill in strategy okay got that point strategy involves a lot of different people which Mm -hmm. means that a lot need to listen to this podcast yes of course um so, I mean, let's move on to the how. Yeah. Why don't you lay out your structure for designing a strategy? Yeah. And what we're going to do is I'm going to give you my structure and then a lot of the next few podcasts are going to be going into that in more detail. So right. this will be at a very summary level. But it's kind of a simple view, um, but I hope a powerful one, which is that to come up with a good strategy, you need to ask and answer six questions. Number one. What is the external environment? Number two, what is the internal situation? Number three, what might, how might the situation evolve? Number four, given all that, what's the primary issue facing the organisation? Number five, what are the options for addressing that primary issue? And number six, which options are best? Um, and there'll be some reading on the website uh, to give you a little more detail on that, but obviously that needs to, a lot of unpacking. But that's that's the the, the tool, if you like, the six step process at right. the highest level. Okay, that all sounds logical. 
Um, so a couple of challenges from me. Why mm-hmm. Why are those six questions the ones you decided on? Why are they the secret? Uh, good question. Well, I think first let's think about why a list of questions might be helpful in the first place. So one of the tricky things about designing strategies, there's a lot of potential issues to think about. And everyone who should be involved and hopefully is involved tends to have a different point of view. So you know, the salespeople want to talk about customers and markets. R&D people want to talk about science, patents, technological trends. HR people want to talk about recruitment, retention. These are all good points, but it all gets quite complicated and it's easy to get lost. Um, So what you need is some structure to allow a group or an individual to go through methodically and efficiently. And most people who write a book or an article on how to develop a strategy create some sort of structure by defining a set of questions that the Mm. group has to go through to get to the final answer, which is ultimately what's the best option. Okay. So again, to play devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. are these... You're good at that, Are these these questions going to be as relevant to every sort of company? Are these as relevant to every business? Or, I mean, is there enough flexibility in these six questions? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've gone for the flexible end because let's take, for example, one of my questions was what's the external environment? Some people might have put that as um, what's the trends in the marketplace? Now, I use what's the external environment because I want this to appeal to people who are team leaders in organisations Um, as well as leaders of companies uh, who work in charities, who work in government departments. They all have an external environment outside of their world. Mm. The IT department has an external environment, which is probably the company who it's providing IT services to. Um, And so my questions are aimed at being that broad. Um, And that's why I framed them in the particular way I have. And I guess the other thing is I also wanted to try and come up with a way that was memorable enough, six questions, not too many Uh, Even to the point that I try and give everybody who's interested in the framework uh, the little phrase E-I-E-I-O, which Old MacDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, external, internal, um, evolve, issues, options. Okay, nice little acronym. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, So I think we want to avoid this first podcast running over, so... Mm -hmm. I suggest we don't delve deeper into those questions at this time. Um, and, and for our listeners, we will unpick those again over the, the course of the next few episodes. Um, so please tune in next time to when we'll be discussing uh, segmentation, I think is our first yes, topic under right. external environment. One last thing, though. I can see how those six questions might help structure a good discussion and strategy. Just thinking about how we use these questions practically is it just provide an answer to each question and you're done? You kind of churn out an answer at the end? Mm-hmm. Um, rarely, because normally what you want to do is um, have a logic which shows how you got there so that when people disagree with you, you can take them back over the logic. And it might be that they then are convinced by the logic or they say, well, actually, no, this fact's wrong and you can then revise your strategy. So I think most people... You know, it's important to develop the rationale for your answers so that okay. you can engage with other people, get improve it, challenge it, uh, and communicate it. So it's partly a tool to audit your decision process. Yeah. It's also a tool for just getting stuff on the table and having a point of discussion. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, I think that's all we've got time for today. Great. So, yeah. See you guys next week. Great. We'll look forward to it.
Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please, please remember to rate us as it really helps us out. And also check out our Facebook page or website at www.developingstrategy.com where you can ask questions, learn more, find all the episodes in this series.